Hello, this is Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio. This week, we're going to have a rebroadcast of one of our earlier classic podcasts. We hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. Episode number 433, Fear of Speaking. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. This is part of our Ask Ivan series. If you have a question for Ivan, you can email him at this address, askivan at bni.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast, brought to you by networkingnow.com, the leading site on the net for networking downloadables. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hi, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? I am in Austin, Texas this week, and I'm going to be leaving real soon for a fundraiser for the BNI Foundation. You know, the BNI Foundation does a lot of good work all around the world, and there's a program called Business Voices, and we're doing a fundraiser on Lake Austin for the foundation today. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. For anyone that wants more information on Business Voices, uh, go to our foundation website, bnifoundation.org. Okay, and so what is this that you're going to teach us today about fear of speaking? Well, uh, we had someone who sent me a a great question uh, and was asking uh, about uh, talking in front of groups. And uh, her name is Carla. And Carla asked, uh, how do you get over the fear of talking um, in front of groups of people? And she's uh, obviously a, a, a BNI member. And you know, she she um, is really talking about the longer presentation, uh, which is what really makes people nervous. A lot of people get nervous just doing the sixty second presentation, but or the the weekly <clears throat> short presentation. But it's the long one that really tends to scare a lot of people, and that's what Carla's talking about uh, with this. So I have a few uh, suggestions uh, for people. Um, one is. Um, don't assume that uh, that someone who does a lot of speaking doesn't sometimes get nervous. And I'm talking about myself. Uh-huh. Um, I get nervous speaking, and I do I do at least um, seventy five to a hundred one to two hour keynote speeches a year. Wow, that's a lot. It's a fair amount, and. Um, and I still get nervous before I go on. And it's okay. It's okay to get nervous. And I, you know, I've been doing this for many, many years. I find <clears throat> that a little bit of nervousness is actually a good thing because it gets the adrenaline going. You just don't want the nervousness to um, stifle you completely, to, to stop you from doing uh, what you want to do because... Speaking to a larger group of people or speaking longer at, at a BNI meeting is so important to educate people about your products and services. And so um, you don't want it to, to stop you from doing what you need to do. 
So I, I still get nervous. <clears throat> I find sometimes that when I'm being introduced, I'll be in the back of the room and they're doing the introduction. And sometimes Priscilla, I'll be thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm not nervous. And I find that when I'm not nervous, my adrenaline doesn't start pumping and I go up and I'm too laid back and I don't really deliver. Uh-huh. And so I'll be standing in the back. I remember one time I was standing in the back thinking, I'm not nervous. <laughs> and when I'm not nervous, I actually don't have that edge. Uh-huh. If I don't have that edge, I don't do a good job. And if I don't do a good job, I have flown here through this region. They're expecting me to come out and knock it out of the park. Oh, my goodness. If I don't, oh, wait. I'm nervous. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. And so what I'm saying is embrace a certain amount of nervousness. It's okay to be a little nervous. You just can't have it... Um, uh, completely stop you from doing what you need to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you ever have trouble finding the right words? Because I know that that happens to me a lot, and so that makes me very nervous. Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, that, that happens a lot. Um, and so, you know, I try to prepare as much as possible. Um, it, one of the things, I've got a number of techniques that I want to talk about uh, on on doing uh, good presentations, and one of them is uh, preparation. You, you you have to prepare before you go on. I, I um I'm a real believer in um, planning my spontaneity. Uh huh. <laughs> People always laugh at that, but but I, that's true. I try to plan my spontaneity because uh, I find that I don't I don't do real well just winging it. And so uh, to this day, I may do a speech a gazillion times, but I still take notes up Uh to make sure that I hit upon all the key points. So, yeah, I do have a hard time, you know, coming up with a a word or a phrase or a concept. And so having some notes for me to glance down on, I I think, are really important. So preparation, um, you and I didn't talk about what I was going to cover, but that's actually one of the very first things is, you know, prepare, go up with some notes. Don't read. Don't read your notes. <laughs> not, not a good idea. Um, because most people can't read it as though they're talking. Uh-huh. You know, they read their notes like this, like it's, you know, one sentence at a time. And, they're, and, and you know, you really have to be good at reading teleprompters or reading notes um, if you want it to sound like you're... you're doing a presentation. So um, don't just read them, but have some that you can refer to. Um, now we're talking about, of course, for the most part, uh, going to a BNI meeting. And I remember, and, and I know I talked about this briefly in a, a previous um, podcast, but it's worth mentioning again. I had a, an accountant who absolutely was petrified. She was completely frozen about doing speeches in front of people. And she even said, if I have to do the ten minute talk I quit uh-huh. and the and the you know the leadership team person was like, well but you're next i mean you you're you're up you know you're in just a few weeks and it's like then I quit if I have to speak up I'm out and I remember having a conversation with her and saying, what don't quit you, you, you don't have to quit over this um, don't do a speech, give a test mm-hmm. you said, what do you mean I said, well, rather than stand up and speak, give a test." For people, tell you know, just ask true/false questions. Ten questions about tax law, and see what people 
um, see how they respond. So you read the question, ask how many say true, how many say false, and then give the answer. And that's it. Don't do any more. She said, I can do that. Priscilla was hysterical. <laughs> you know, the first two or three questions, she read the question, you know, according to the tax law of 1986, <laughs> is it true or false? And then she would read it and they would vote. But by the third or fourth question, people were like, oh my God, I'm going to jail. I've missed every question. And <laughs> people start laughing and then she becomes more engaged. And then she completely got off script, completely got relaxed and was just talking about what she's passionate about. It's hard to believe that someone would be passionate about tax law, but she yeah. was. Yeah. And it showed. And that's part of, um, uh, of, of doing, uh, becoming a good speaker is, you know, letting your passion show the things that you're excited about is another one of the points. You, you definitely uh, want to do that. And she did a great job. She ended up going over time, and she didn't think she would take the whole 10 minutes. But they had to pull her down at 10 or 11 minutes because she you know, was, was going over time. Yeah. So get creative. Uh, you know, do something like a test rather than a speech. Um, if you're going to use PowerPoints, PowerPoints really get abused, and there's too much text in PowerPoints, if you're going to do a PowerPoint thing, there's a book I recommend called Presentation Zen, Z-E-N. Fantastic book that talks about how um, your presentations really need to be photographs, oh. not verbiage. Uh -huh. So if you're talking about a, a topic, you want to get, show a photo of the topic, not, not put a lot of uh, text up on the screen. For example, the first time I used this was with a book I wrote called um, The 29% Solution. And the book is based on a story I wrote called Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, and Six Degrees of Separation. <laughs> and the first slide originally said, what do Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, and Six Degrees of Separation all have in common? That was the text. And I realized after having read this book, I was doing it completely wrong. Instead, I had three photos. I changed it to three photos. Santa, a photo of the Easter Bunny, and a photo of that reflected six degrees of separation. And, and I just showed the three photos. What do these three things have in common? Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, and six degrees of separation. The answer, by the way, is they're all urban legends or myths. Oh, thank you. I was wondering. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but what a difference. Um, so, great book, Presentation Zen. A uh, couple of other points, if you're speaking. Uh, storytelling. Very powerful. Very powerful. Tell stories. Here's the four secrets to telling a great story. A story, a great story is a fact. Wrapped in an emotion. It compels someone to take action. It transforms them in some way. That's what makes a great story. In fact, wrapped in an emotion, it compels someone to take action, it transforms them in some way. So if you have a story, don't just tell a joke. A joke is a fact wrapped in an emotion or a seemingly fact, something factual wrapped in an emotion. It's a joke. If it doesn't compel people to take action and doesn't transform them in some way, it's not a great story. So that's what makes a great story. And when you tell a great story, here's another really important point. 
relive the story, don't retell the story. Right. Relive the story. So there's so many other things that I could uh, talk about. You want to, you know, do um, a, a story that's uh, sticky. It really keeps people's attention. Emotions help do that. The sound of your voice helps to do that. Um, visual elements and verbal repetitions, powerful mnemonics, help to give a great um, presentation. So by mnemonics, I love verbal repetitions when I'm doing a keynote presentation or when I'm, particularly when I'm trying to motivate people. And, and what, I think one of my classics, one of my absolute best you can find in Giver's Game, you've probably heard me talk about this um, before, Priscilla. It's one of my favorites. It's at the end of Giver's Game. If all the people in an organization row in the same direction, that organization could dominate any industry and any market against any competition at any time. Mm -hmm. BNI dominates this industry in almost every market against all the competition for almost a decade now. It's happened because of a sh it's happened because of a shared vision and a shared implementation of that vision. Those are examples of verbal repetitions and the use of mnemonics in a way that um, gets people to remember what you're saying. And it's also very motivational and it's a, a great tool or technique to use when you're speaking. Yeah. And that reminds me of when you go to church and there's a great pastor and he's giving a sermon and he's, he repeats, he uses a lot of those tricks, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, a tried and true technique. And, you know, I, I studied speech for many, many years in both high school and college, and it was one of the things that really resonated with me. Well, look, we're, we're about out of time. Um, preparation, everyone, prepare. <laughs> don't wing it. Don't just stand up and wing it. Have some notes, but don't read your notes. Um, if you're doing a PowerPoint, have visuals. Don't give a lot of uh, text. Um, make sure to tell good stories. Fact, wrapped in an emotion compels people to take action, transforms them. Relive a story, don't retell it. Make your stories sticky. Um, visual elements, verbal repetitions, emotions, sound of your voice, all of these things are really, really important. And don't worry about being nervous. It's okay. I get nervous too. But you can work through it. You're, keep your eye on the ball. The goal is to teach people about what you do and to get them excited about who you are and how you do it. Good. Okay. Okay. So now, go do a great presentation next week, Priscilla. <laughs> okay. I plan to. Thank you, Ivan. All right. And if anyone has any other ideas, by the way, that was a great question. Thank you very much, Carla. And if anyone has any other ideas that they'd like to add, please put it up here on uh, BNIPodcast.com. Thanks. Okay, great. Thank you. I think that's it for this week. And I'd just like to remind the listeners that this podcast has been brought to you by NetworkingNow.com. It's the leading site on the net for networking downloadables. Thank you for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we hope you'll join us next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. 